Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Looking to bet on the NFL this season? There's no better place to wager than betonline.ag. From spreads to totals to player props, you can bet on anything and everything NFL at betonline.ag this season. BetOnline is the official provider of all betting lines used on the TDN Fantasy Podcast and the DraftNetwork.com. Go to betonline.ag and start wagering on the NFL, college football, and so much more right now. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast. Podcast. With your hosts, Paige DeMakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome in to the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Paige DeMakos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And what we saw would be the Tankathon Bowl, right? We just finished watching Monday Night Football. Jets and Patriots was pleasantly surprised with the compete level that happened tonight. It seems like Adam Gase just maybe got up a little more for playing against Bill Belichick, but they lose the football game on a last second field goal. But if you're a Jets fan, you got to kind of be happy that you saw, you saw a good game. You're entertained from beginning to end, but at the end of the day, you're one step closer to Trevor Lawrence being your quarterback and you guys kind of hitting the refresh button. Uh, although Adam Schefter had some fun teasing you guys at the beginning of the broadcast. So don't, don't start having those nightmares about Trevor Lawrence going back to school. Cause good Lord, he already put that out in the universe. And I was like, zero oh, percent chance. Yeah. I was hey, like, that's, that's assuming Clemson nice. wants him to come back to school. Also that just saying zero I think they're just chance. fine with him leaving and becoming the first pick of the draft and the superstar and not losing his backup to the transfer portal if he comes back yeah um also there's about I don't know 30 million reasons why he's gonna yes. take going out <laughs> more Look, than that actually he's not going back to school guys it, it's a fun wanna, it's a fun shtick but come on if you want to pull an Elway and Eli whatever you could do that at some point but I have a better chance of throwing a pass next year for Clemson than Trevor Lawrence does. Like it's not happening. Th- no. These nobody is going. Nobody is going back to school to risk their body when they are the no doubt number one overall pick and they get all the money, like and all the endorsements and everything else that's happening. Like it's not happening. That narrative is ridiculous. It's not happening. One hundred and fifty percent. It's absolutely not going to happen so it was it was funny to see everybody on the broadcast uh lose their minds for a little bit but then randy randy moss very eloquently said the same thing i said he goes is there a reason why he would turn down 35 million (laughs) dollars i was like just started screaming in the middle of the broadcast and i was like and Randy to randy's point no that's the answer there is not he's not leaving that much you know how much conditioner you can buy with 35 million (sighs) dollars He's got, he, like I said, he's got. He only have to buy it though. He's going to have every Pantene per plus commercial, VO5, Vidal soon. I just named like five. I didn't even know I knew that many damn conditioners. I was saying. They're, like, they're all clamoring. Like, dude, can you imagine how today. much head and shoulders is going to pay him? So much. Yeah, so we're like, going to get him, Patrick Mahomes, and, and, and Troy Polamalu. And Troy Polamalu. <laughs> like, that might be a $30 million deal for head and shoulders. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be going to the draft and he's more than likely going to be a new york jet so i don't know i think this was their one joe flacco gave it everything he had but man at one point during this game i we're getting our little slack channel going and i look down and i'm like okay we're we're, this is a decent game and then i'm gonna have to tell you what i said oh boy 
Oh boy. Smoking Joe Burrow is gonna have to wait to get the name from Smoking Joe Flacco that was lighting the Patriots ass on fire. He played phenomenal. He, he did. did. Dude, like who Brashad Perriman is a back out there who's a really good player. He's kind of come into his own last year. He can't stay healthy. They had Crowder was out there phenomenal catch in the first half on a freaking dime, by the way. Yeah. Right before yeah. the half. But like it's still Frank Gore back there. Well, Michael P. Ryan. Becton goes out in the first half, doesn't come back in. Smoking Joe Flacco was on fire. Like he's had these games few and far between in his life, but he lit them on fire. And you're talking about the strength of this Patriots defense is still that secondary. He lit them up. It was awesome. And on the flip side, Cam played really well. Cam had yes, one incompletion in the first half, and he brings them back at the last second, which didn't look like it was going to be probable. What, third and 20? He gets to yeah. 18. They saved the one timeout. Nick Folk pipes it. As Paige said, best case scenario for the Jets. You played really good. You were competitive on Monday Night Football on national on national TV, and kind of worst case for the Patriots. Like you won, and you get yeah, oh, yeah, we got off the three game schneid. You suck. Like, yeah, they're bad. You had to come from behind to tie the game and then get a last second field goal to beat the Jets. And also who kicked your ass all night. Yeah, and the Jets also got a twelve defensive players on the field penalty that allowed for you to be able to have extra like I was like oh there are the Jets there they are that was so nice I was like okay now the Patriots are going to get in this game we might end up getting we might end up getting overtime we ended up not by the way did I hear that stat correctly that Greg Williams 26 of the 32 dudes on their defense have been cut or were undrafted did you guys hear that stat given the guys they've been they rolled out there the last two weeks I believe it if that's the case that might be the best defensive coach team I've, game plan I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. 26 uh, of 30 dudes have been cut or were a free agent. You have six guys that were drafted that played for you on this team. As long as Greg Williams stays as a DC, like he is phenomenal. I, I don't want to see him be a head coach again, but as a defensive no, coordinator, that's not happening. If as despite the 80 offers, I'm sure he's already turned down, but, uh, but he is a phenomenal defensive coordinator and he's, he schemed up a lot of defenses over the years with guys that are just guys. And that's what that, I mean, the jets are just playing guys right now. Like Quinn Williams doesn't play in this game. The crap out of you. Like I know they've traded a bunch of guys. I know they got some guys on our 20s. They have six dudes on the entire defensive roster. They were drafted. I was, I was, I was like, you know, how bad that is like that's mind-blowing to me i would like to bring to your attention expansion a, roster a performance from tonight's game that deserves being talked about from a fantasy perspective why because he's had three straight good performances and he's only rostered in 23 percent of leagues that is jacoby myers he had 11 points three weeks ago 14 points two weeks ago 25 points tonight is there something to this without Julian Edelman? Because he looks like the only guy that Cam trusts out there. It looks like Rex Burkhead and Jacoby Myers. And Maybe, but that's the problem. You're playing the Jets and the what? The Broncos and whoever else kicked their ass last week. And it's Cam. Like, I don't know that you can rely on Cam to play this well, throwing the ball against a mediocre defense. Like I just said, what, for what Greg did tonight with who he had was phenomenal. And Cam played well, but I, I – Maybe, but as Jamie said, there's 75 receivers you can play every week. I don't think I'm putting Jacoby Myers and counting on Cam to throw it well in my list. Yeah, he's a guy that's been – I had some trouble trying to figure out where I wanted to rank him next week. I, I, I settled somewhere like in the upper 40s among the wide receivers. But 
admittedly, there's not a huge difference between wide receiver 27 and 50. Like there really isn't. If, if you go through it, it, it is a, a matchup, an injury, and those guys can all flip-flop. But he's definitely relevant. He should be on your radar, but I, he's just kind of in that glut of a bunch of guys where as long as Edelman's out, he's getting looks, and that's what you need, especially like in PPR league. So he's worthwhile. He's worth adding. He's worth being on your bench somewhere. He's not a must start, but he's somebody that needs to be at least in consideration for you going forward. And I imagine he's going to be one of the most added players uh, in, in fantasy leagues this week. Yeah, I envision that, especially since it isn't just one game, right? He's had three straight good performances where it justifies him being in a flex position for you. So just wanted to bring him up because I found it Are they off this week? I think they're off this week. Yeah, they're, they're going on a bye. But yep. when yeah. they return, I believe they have... Uh, they have Baltimore. Too, yeah, they, they have Baltimore, Baltimore, Houston. Yeah. I ain't adding them for a bye week in Baltimore. I can tell you that much. I ain't playing them against Baltimore with Cam throwing the ball. For sure. The they have some Edelman, favorite Marlon Humphrey's back. If Edelman's out and Marlon Humphrey's back, if Kobe Myers is a zero. For sure. That like, that's the nothing. concern. Like that's that's the concern because we talked about that. Uh, I forgot who we talked about it. Who's um, on a buy and then they come back and they play the Raiders and they play Tampa Bay. And then, then they got the Cardinals. But, but this is one of those yeah, ones Patrick where it's like, you're probably not playing against Baltimore. And then is Edelman back? Cause now we're talking one, two, three more weeks from now. So, and then you got the Cardinals. Yeah. So I don't know that that's a good matchup either for you. Th- th- this yeah. is where, no, but this is a good point page and Jake, this is where you have to consider instead of looking at the big picture view, look at the very small picture view. Would you play Jacoby Myers in two weeks against Baltimore? If the answer is yes, he's worth adding. If the answer is no, you leave him alone because that's now two weeks you wouldn't have played him because of the bye. Sure. And you circle back two weeks from now and find somebody. They're just there. If he was a running back, different story. But right now, yeah, as a receiver yeah. with so many other guys out there, if you're not saying I'm for sure playing him, which means you're in a pretty darn deep league, I'm for sure playing him in two weeks, then you don't have to pick him up. Yeah, in my in my 16-team league – that has no there's now that's a different story their ir nobody there's nobody available nobody there's nobody the second that edelman got injured and i had edelman i picked up jacoby myers and he's in in the sleeper in the sleeper leagues right now he's rostered in 23 percent of leagues right and so he does come back he plays baltimore which is a tough matchup but then he plays houston before he plays arizona so you're looking at that i'm going okay if edelman's out I could justify playing him for probably those two games. And the second Edelman comes back, it's probably not going to be the same, but cam looks for him all. And by the way, he missed, he cam missed him on a monster monster touchdown throw. He can play. He was good at times last year as a rookie with Brady. He, had, he couldn't stay healthy so far this year, but like you're just relying on cam against the blitz in Baltimore. In Which is scary. I'm saying, hell no, I wouldn't touch that unless there was just nobody left. Yeah, like, for sure. Like which, nobody. Yeah, like, which depending like, on what you're on the waiver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, which depending on what your waiver league, looks yeah. like. Yeah, in in my 16 team league, you wouldn't be able to name the people that are available in waivers. Right. That's that's right. where that's where you pretty much are at this point. All right, let's talk risers and fallers, guys. Uh, Jake, why don't you kick things off with uh, who you have rising this week? I got Jerry Judy. Uh, kind of sneakily, our favorite word on the show, under the radar for a while there. He started off pretty hot. One of the best route runners already in the NFL. His feet are unbelievable. Looks like he's settling into the NFL game. Looks like he's getting some chemistry with Drew Locke. Ten targets uh, a week ago, 14 targets this weekend, seven for 125 and a touchdown. 
But if you're going to play man coverage against him and he's going to get 10 targets, he's going to have you a solid week. Uh, they're playing the Raiders secondary. They're going to have to throw it a bunch. I think they're going to be in a shootout if they, if they want to compete in this game. I think it looks a lot like the Atlanta game last week. Raiders defense is better than that, but their secondary is not. Uh, so I like Jerry Judy moving forward. Jamie, who do you have rising this week? Uh, one of them is Will Fuller, who's going to be ranked as a wide receiver one for me in my week 10 rankings. Uh, he continues to have a ton of success scored. Was it five or six straight games now? Because uh, Jake stole mine. So this my first one is going to come in on the fly here because Jake stole my Jerry Judy one. Uh, <laughs> but Will Fuller's been excellent. And we need to talk about him and Brandon Cooks together as weekly must starts. Fuller is a wide receiver, one low end. Cooks is a wide receiver, two. They've been incredibly productive. The Texans are going to have to throw a bunch. And he, as, since the schedule lightened up a bit, Deshaun Watson looks a lot better. Uh, now that he's playing uh, you know, less strong defenses, defenses that aren't getting in his face as much. And let's be honest, Houston's defense is forcing him to throw a lot. Uh, those guys, there's a lot of fantasy value on that team. I mean, I know he got hurt and we'll see what happens if he's available this week, but even David Johnson has been way more effective the last month or so. So there's a lot of fantasy value in Houston right now, even if that team can't, can't beat anybody but Jacksonville. Yeah, Will Fuller's always been a guy that we've always been excited about when he's out there, right? He's always been a guy that you've questioned when he's going to be available, but when healthy, he's always been very good, especially now that DeAndre Hopkins is gone. He is the legitimately the number one option for Deshaun Watson. All right, Jake, who do you have falling this week? It's interesting. So I'm going to put Jonathan Taylor as the name because who knows what's going on at backfield, but I'm going to say the Colts backfield, the Lions backfield, and the Broncos backfield as a whole are all kind of falling because it's all a timeshare. We thought Philip Lindsay would have a big week. He had like 3.6 points. Uh, who knows what's going on with the Lions. Carry on Johnson healthy is still a really good player. By the way, if you led the SEC in rushing in college, you were pretty damn good at one point. He can't stay healthy in the NFL, but they seem to like him enough to screw up Swift and Peterson's still a thing. And who knows what's going on there. And then as Paige likes to say, Jordan Wilkins is out snapped. Uh, Jonathan Taylor last couple of weeks and Naheem Hines is still a thing. He's still getting touches. He's getting carries. He's getting... All three of those to me are falling because who knows what's going to happen in any of those backfields. Yeah, it's frustrating uh, for most fantasy owners because there aren't many running backs you can count on right now in general because of all the health concerns and the injuries that everybody sustained. And then you add these suspect backfields to the to the whole scenario, and it makes you even more frustrated. I feel for Phil. And the Lindsay Colts owners. have a great matchup. I know they're playing the Packers, so like you'd like to think but they probably Jonathan get everybody Taylor involved healthy would be exactly. And they're still throwing it way too much for this great offensive line. They supposedly have. So it's the perfect opportunity to smash them in the mouth and run and keep yourself in the game. I just have no faith in that. We haven't seen it. Nothing makes yeah. me think that's going to happen. I don't know why they refuse to do that with that team and that current roster and Phillip rivers arm, but I, they just one Phillip rivers can't play under center. So they have to do it running out of the shotgun. So that is that definitely plays a factor. And then Philip changing the play a lot and having the ability to change the play a lot seems <laughs> to be playing a factor too, because he still wanted to throw it. Old man Rivers still wanted to toss it down the field. Yeah, he old can't, man. but he wants to. <laughs> He's a competitor, man, and he trusts his arm even when he shouldn't. That's just that I don't think that's ever going to change. That's just who he is. Jamie, who do you have falling this week? Well, and to Jake's point, uh, my the highest ranked running back this week, as bad as things are in Indianapolis, is thirtieth. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just you want to take advantage of this matchup, but you absolutely can't. A team that I think is going to be very interesting to see what veteran quarterback they might be in the market for next year. And that will have a huge, maybe a huge impact on where we have Jonathan Taylor ranked next season. Uh, my father is another big name player. And that's Adam Thielen right now. 
Uh, even with Kirk Cousins having success, it looks like Justin Jefferson is getting the first looks, but he's starting to kind of spread it around, and they're allowing Dalvin Cook to take over games and win for them. Over the last three weeks, he's only averaging eight and a half fantasy points per game. Uh, he's not inside my top 25 wide receivers this week, so you're still probably starting him in most leagues, but you have to think about it right now. And I, he's got a tough matchup against the Bears this week, and he hasn't been productive the last few weeks, so I... All of a sudden, he's not the must-start player that you were drafting him as when you took him as a wide receiver one. Well, it's been different there without Stephon Diggs, right? We knew for a long time you you could count on both of those guys in that Minnesota offense where they were they were both inside the top ten. You were looking at them on a week to week basis. You you were excited for both of them. Sometimes those people get excited. Oh, you move on from this wide receiver, and all of a sudden it's going to elevate this guy and that routinely does not happen. So this is another example of that because I know people were excited about him and you just haven't not seen that so far. All right. Waiver wire pickups who we want you guys to go target. We've got a couple of guys, including people we told you about earlier, one of them specifically, but we're going to remind you because 38% of leagues only roster. That is Alan Lazard. Jamie, you were the one who mentioned him about a week ago. You said, Hey, Go out and get him. You're going to have to put him in your IR spot, but he's going to come back. And guess what? He will come back. And Green Bay needs other options. They did not address it ahead of the trade deadline. And he's going to be the legitimate number two option aside Devontae Adams. So I assume that you are excited about Alan Lazard. I am. Look, his three games this year, he's got you 18.2 fantasy points, seven and a half, and then 26.4. The ball's got to go somewhere else. It's Obviously, Adams is going to get his, but as we discussed on the show last week, he doesn't get any more of a target share than other wide receiver ones across the league. There's this weird narrative that he's just, he's soaking up DeAndre Hopkins two years ago-esque targets, and that's not what's happening there. There is room for other players besides Adams and Aaron Jones to have success. It's just going a lot of other places because there isn't another solid option. Lazard can be that guy. He was that way last year. He really started to step up in the first three games of this year before getting hurt. I think he can be that true number two option for them. And Aaron Rodgers needs it. Then there needs to be somewhere else to go with the ball because they're not going to Tanyan anymore or whatever. We ha- it doesn't have a weird pronunciation now that he just decided oh, that. Funyan. Funyan. Rhymes, rhymes Tanyan. with Funyan. Tanyan. It was like when Steven Hauschka just decided his name, his first name was spelled differently all of a sudden, like 10 years into the league. Remember when that happened? I, yes. And Tyrod um, Taylor, who's changed how we pronounce yeah, Tyrod, his first name Tyrod. seven times, depending on which team he's playing for. I, I got nothing for that. And Louisville's quarterback, who I don't remember which way he wants his first name pronounced this week, Cunningham, who's pr- pretty good, but like it changes every week now. Like, yes. Uh, but regardless, Al Mazard is somebody that should be on your radar, especially if you have IR spots, you should be stashing him already because when he comes back, he could be, could have a major impact. Like he was playing like a low end wide receiver too, if not better for you when he went down. This Packers offense is going to throw a lot. Rodgers is going to throw a lot. He's got a phenomenal matchup this week if he comes back for this matchup. So uh, I would pick him up. Jake, you like Alan Lazard? I picked him up in two leagues and stashed him on my IR spot. I mean, I had McCaffrey coming off. I went ahead and moved him up and and stashed Lazard. So, yeah, I love it. I, I loved him coming out. He kind of, like Jamie said, finished up really strong last year, but he looked like that true number two. It's going to hurt Funyun Tunyon. And Mar- Mar- Valdez-Scantling finally had a decent game and wasn't getting yelled at for dropping the damn ball from Aaron Rodgers. But it's going to hurt him as well. Aaron Rodgers has faith in Lazard. He's a big body, big wingspan. And Aaron's throwing it up to the guys he trusts. So I, I love that moving forward. I mean, Aaron's playing really, really high level. I think if he's healthy, you plug him right back in. 
Yeah, I assume uh, I also went and picked up Lazard in one of my leagues after Jamie mentioned it, stashed him on the IR spot, ready for him to come back and inevitably put up a ton of points the rest of the way. All right, J.D. McKissick, this one, Jamie, I'll let you take this one uh, first as well, because I feel like you, um, this is like your, hey guys, I don't know what else you got to do to pay attention to this guy, but this is that guy. Have you seen what the running back landscape (laughs) looks like right now? And all not. this dude is doing is averaging 12 fantasy points per game in his last five, had 14 targets last week, ran more routes than any running back in the NFL in week nine, and he's available in two-thirds of leagues. I, I, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know what more he has to show you on a week-to-week basis, whether it's with Kyle Allen, he's done it with Alex Smith, and now he's going to be doing it with Alex Smith going forward. I understand he's not a sexy name. I understand you look at him and you're like, oh, he's probably, you know, he's not going to win you a lot of matchups, but... I don't want you to match up this past week. And he's been damn good. And he's consistent. He is a high floor option for that team. And by the way, they hand him the ball a few times too. Like I don't, if his name was Antonio Gibson and he was getting this work, he would be being talked about on every single fantasy show across the landscape. But because it's JD McKissick and because it's Washington, it's not being paid attention to. I don't know how many weeks in a row he's got to do this. Like 65% of the leagues he's available in right now. Stop it. Yeah, 14 targets. What else you need to know? They're they're gonna be in tight, they're gonna be in tight games. Alex Smith's gonna go to people that he trusts. By the way, he doesn't like to push it down the field. He doesn't want to get hit. He's gonna dump it off. What more do you need? If it's a PPR league, what more do you need to know than 14 targets? And they're playing both backs some as well. Like they're playing both backs and they're they're allowing McKissick to run routes out of the back. Like we see all remember the, the Chubb Cream Hunt stuff. Like it's not the same type of offense, but the same type of usage they're using it with him. Like I've watched a stupid amount of Washington games because I, the prop betting market is not caught up with JD McKissick yet. So I will continue to make money on his receptions prop every single week because it, it'll, it'll be like this week. I'm, I'm not joking this week. It was it's because you have odds. a problem. Nobody else is gambling on JD McKissick player. Even props. odds that that's, that's neither here nor there Paige. We can talk about that with my therapist <laughs> at some other point, but like this week, he three catches over under is over under at plus 100. So even odds was two and a half catches. Oh my God. That's insane. What? This is insane. They do get seven, eight targets a week. This, two and a half I, catches. We have, we have found there is this, there is a theory. Well, I made JD right? McKissick jersey. I'll wear it. I don't care. <laughs> You're trying to beat the book, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to beat the, and it's not possible until now. <laughs> Because Unless they keep giving you J.D. McKissick two and a half over-unders, yeah. then uh, until, I shouldn't should bet on anything else. Nobody else is – nobody in Vegas is paying attention to J.D. McKissick or anybody in, in Washington, so Jamie will continue to make money on the – that's honestly ridiculous, the difference in in where he ends up and what his betting – that's not routine. That's and crazy. Yeah, continue to make money. I have a um, feeling that's going to be six and a half this week. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, start all, changing real soon, probably. Yeah, the fourteen after, targets thing might have been might have been the worst thing for for that market to stay reasonable. But I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. Jake, your uh, your thoughts on uh, the free money, JD McKissick? Apparently, yeah, fourteen targets. Like, like yeah. what else do you know? I mean, that's that's easy. JD McKissick, guys, that's all I got. That's like that base. Apparently, the theme of this podcast is JD McKissick. Uh, another one that we're going to talk about here that is actually surprising, considering Jamie, we talked about him. We talked both of us. We all three of us talked about him. He's owned in thirty percent of leagues, and that is Curtis Samuel, uh, a guy that I'm very excited about. I have him in my league with Baron. Uh, Jake, 
are you excited about having Curtis Samuel, somebody you'd be interested in picking up? I'm really excited about what he's done the last couple of weeks. Yep. I don't know. I'm excited about this Bucks defense after the total embarrassment they laid on Sunday night football. I mean, yeah, probably, I, I still probably play him. He's going to, they move him all over the place. They give him the ball in the backfield. It looks like McCaffrey's limited or going to be out again. I don't love it, but as I mean, probably moving forward though if you can still get your hands on him i'd get him and if you don't play him this week then it's probably some really good matchups coming up jamie obviously you like curtis samuel moving forward yeah and this is a long-term play like he doesn't have a great matchup this week but then he's got the lions at home at minnesota home against denver at green bay home runs um yeah all the all that, that through week 15 so like there's yeah. really i i love the way they're using him it, it for it took a couple weeks to kind of get going but i was worried as i said on the show last night that he was going to be the odd man out in this offense. But Joe Brady and company are finding very creative ways to get him involved. And I just – you love players that are going to get scheme touches because they, they have at least a floor that you can count on in fantasy. And I love what he's doing so far. And that offense is competent. Like you're going to have three fantasy-relevant receivers on that roster the rest of the season, especially given those matchups post-Tampa Bay. So uh, I'm excited about having him, even if we don't play him this week. If you have room to kind of stash him for one week, just hold on to him. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be ranked in my top 35, maybe even top 30 in some of those matchups because those are really juicy. That's a guy that could win your league. That's I go back to that. I played Dr. Roto in the finals of our league, what, three years ago, whatever it was, and he played like nine dudes that weren't drafted in the in the preseason draft and like four dudes I'd never heard of. That's what and happens. Beat me by like, and beat me by like 15 points, and he started adding them as we were getting through, and you're like, he's playing J.D. McKissick and Curtis Samuel in the finals. And not playing, you know, Adam Thielen that you took in the second round and Juju Smith-Schuster you took in the third, and you lose because of that. Like, these are things, like, listen to what Jamie's saying here. These are things that win you your league. And those matchups through week 15, yeah, okay, long-term play. You might not play them against the Bucks, but those next four, those are home runs. Those secondaries all suck. You can throw on all those teams. And one thing to note for all the uh, the people that are on the sleeper app that are losers and don't have, like, actual waiver wires, so they're allowing players to pick people up, like, now – which is stupid. I'll just call you out if you play in a league like that. Uh, right now, the number one pickup so far this week is Curtis Samuel. That's so, not a surprise. Um, number two is Kalen Balaj. L. 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 Yeah. Which, is, which no. is convenient because that those are two L's that will precede your third L if you play him this week in your fantasy league. Wow. But I'm. Yeah. Uh, Kalen Blage, Don't not ever going to be on any Don't. podcast list or anything that we do. Do not you care spend that you guys want more to than $0 to pick up Kalen Blage in your fab budget. You deserve everything you get. Totally agree. That's a phenomenal way to end the podcast. Final thoughts, Jake. Uh, what are your final thoughts? We talked about it in the pre-show and I said, Jamie, how do you go 12 and two on games that you pick, but go six and eight against the spread? I'm talking about myself. I, I don't even get that. Like, this was a tough week. I was killing it in early games and like three backdoor covers last minute. It, it, it's getting hard, but we're still doing really good. It's just like, that is a crazy thing to go 12 and two and six and eight. I'm looking forward to this week. There's some good matchups that are kind of sneaky, including Monday night football, which we were kind of messing around with before the show. Uh, but that could be a lot of fun next week. Jamie, final thoughts. One other name I want you to kind of keep an eye on uh, if you're QB needy this coming week or, is Jared Goff. Now, he's been bad lately. I get it. And he's been on bye, so he's available right now in 66% of leagues. But he plays Seattle. Seattle's averaging, allowing 
27 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year. That is the worst in the NFL, even worse than Atlanta. 27 points per game. If Jared Goff can't go off in this matchup, where literally everybody is putting up points on Seattle. And the, again, I will remind you, they're on pace to be 400 yards worse than the worst defense of all time. I'm going to ride with Jared Goff this week being a, a, as a QB one. Like I just, I like I, that man. I, I I I know what the last vision was. I know the, the the vision of Jared Goff just getting absolutely blown up because he does not see the guy coming off the edge right in front of him. But it's Seattle, and they've had a bye week to prepare. Like it, they might have the entire first half scripted at this point against the Seahawks defense. Like I I can't see how Goff doesn't have a huge day here. Which by the way is great news for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Yeah, hopefully good news for Robert Woods uh, and Cooper Cup for fantasy owners because Jared Goff has uh, struggled for the last few weeks. So I envision, it, listen, anybody could put up numbers against Seattle. If you can't and put I, up, if you can't get right against Seattle, I got nothing for you. You can't get right. Yeah. Especially coming off the bye, like you said, with McVay. Like he's going to have a bunch of stuff schemed up to get guys wide open. Those play action things he likes to do with where Jared's way out of the pocket. Nobody's in front of him. We saw the Jamal Adams and Dunlap don't make that big of a difference. So, no, and so, and I guess the the TLDR part of this, the too long didn't read, is I would pick up Jared Goff before I'm picking up Tua, which I know is going to be antithetical to what everybody ends up doing in fantasy. Oh, but I hell would, yeah! But but I would pick up Jared Goff this week way before I pick up Tua. I have, Tua, by the way, the 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 number one quarterback pickup right now. Of course he is. Excuse me, number two behind Alex Smith. That's insane. What? Okay. Yeah, I got nothing for you on that one. I top the so Jared Goff right now is the fourth most picked. Now part of it is because it's it's raw numbers, but Jared Goff is the fourth most picked up quarterback on sleeper right now behind Alex Smith, Tua Tonga Valoa, and Jake Lutton. I mean, Alex Smith is playing the Lions, but he ain't playing the Seahawks. No. <laughs> and it's Alex Smith. Yeah. Not like he has the running factor anymore. Wow. So, like I said, um, wow. don't uh, look. Two has an okay matchup. Like, if you're in a two QB league, two is a fun play this week. Like, I think he's a top twenty play, but he's not a top twelve play. Jared Goff's a QB one this week. Don't overthink this. I'm, Wholeheartedly I'm agree. Speechless. I know. I'm I speechless to, because I cannot get over. I, the I got the, like, I got numbers right here. You can look it up yourself if you have the sleep wrap. I love rap. Alex Smith, and it's a great story. But dear God, what are you people watching? The what are you I'm people? watching him throw it to J.D. McKissick 14 times. Two of the top five pickups are Kalen Balaj and Alex Smith. Like, help me. Hear and me out. The way, people no. are, more people are picking them up than J.D. McKissick. This is a crime. This is a travesty. <laughs> Stop the count on the waiver additions until J.D. McKissick <laughs> catches up because this is ridiculous. By the way, one other cool thing with J.D. McKissick, like uh, Jalen Samuels, what, last year or two years ago when he had the tight end and yeah. running back designation? J.D. McKissick has wide receiver and running back designation. Not that you don't have to play him in a flex anyway, but, like, that's just, like, just an extra case. bonus. Just yeah. in case, a late and active. I mean, roster flexibility is As bad is as the running back market is, put his ass in as a running back. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to I should have. I should have played him like this week. The stop the count statement. <laughs> I told myself I might get through the whole week without making it. I'm, no. I'm more mad because I have election bets that they will not cash out yet. And I'm annoyed oh because I want to use it to bet cash on Cash them Listen, out. 
God, stop the count. Going to bed on JD It's so good. It's that's so my bets from one good. Washington to another Washington. That, that's all I need. Yeah, JD McKissick. Uh, my final thoughts are JD McKissick. That's my final <laughs> thoughts. If you haven't picked him up yet, well, I, I got nothing sw- for I you. I swear, if he goes out there and goes catch two balls for fourteen passes, I'm not coming on the show. No, I might come on the show <laughs> and just scream for thirty minutes. <laughs> Oh man, it's um. Listen, with the way that with the way that position specifically has been this year, even if that did happen, people could not really be that mad because there's just been so much that has happened. But JD McKissick, say no to Alex Smith. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. Like I'm, I'm happy for you guys that, that I'm happy for Alex Smith, but like say no to that in fantasy football guys. I, that just should not be happening. I have absolutely no idea what you guys are watching and play everyone against Seattle. Always doesn't matter who they're playing. You guys saw Dallas put up 500 yards of offense. I understand Dak was there, but like, that's who this team is like play everyone against Seattle always. That's the final thoughts on the podcast. Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? Arians NFL on the gram and Jake B. Arians on Twitter. <laughs> Jamie. Follow me at JD, excuse me, at Jamie Eisner <laughs> on Twitter. You guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I and send all your stop the count jokes to at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. Be sure to check out the rankings at the draftnetwork.com and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.